thank you everyone for watching Principal Living. Uh, today we have a special guest. His name is Darren, and we're we have a, a great pleasure to have him here. Uh, hello, Darren. How you doing? How's it going? How's it going, Warner? Appreciate you having me. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, we really appreciate it, and thank you for taking the time. Uh, if you don't mind, if you can get a little bit of your information, maybe who you are, what you do, so the audience can know a little bit about you. Sure. Um, so my name is Darren Batchelder. Um, I live in the North Dallas area, and I've been here for about 10 years, uh, originally from the East Coast, um, Connecticut, and spent quite a bit of time in South Florida before coming to Texas. Um, my background is a, is a mix of, I started out as a CPA with Price Waterhouse out of school. Uh, I went into software sales, selling ERP systems, and then I eventually uh, moved over to institutional loan trading, uh, where we were trading large loan portfolios um, between banks, residential and multifamily. And then in 2007, I started my own business focused in that area. I still have that business. Uh, about two years ago, I decided I wanted to get involved more on the real estate side. So... I got involved in the same group that Warner is involved with, a multifamily mentorship group. And uh, from there, I started pulling money out of the stock market, investing in large scale multifamily deals uh, where passively with other sponsors. And then I started to learn about how I could be the lead sponsor. And it took me about a year to, uh, to get my first uh, sponsor deal uh, awarded and closed. And um, so now I, I pretty much focus in on that area. I, I try to spend a good part of my time uh, looking for new deals. So you will say that right now your main business will be multifamily? Is that the, what? what yeah, so I still on? have the other business that trades loan portfolios between banks, um, but it it's running pretty efficiently where it's afforded me the time to focus on the multifamily side. So I'd say more of my time is, is focused on the multifamily side. Here we, we use a principle, a principle based, a, it's a set standard that you won't compromise, something that you apply into your life and that has helped you to get to where you want to be. And that's what we want to teach people here, uh, applying principles with real life experiences. So we would like to see if you can share with us what will be the three main principles you use to get you to where you are now. And the main one, if, if to start up, what, what do you think it will be the, the most important principle you, you've used to get you to where you are now? Yeah, I, I'd say, the, you know, the first main principle would be, you know, focus on big man upstairs, focus, <laughs> focus on God. Um, so that, that would be number one. Is there like... Um, maybe an experience in your life that, that make you realize that it was valuable to have God in your life in order to, to, to be, to get to a successful place? Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many. Um, so <laughs> I, I look at, so first of all, I, I have a habit of, you know, um, first thing I do in the, when I go into my office in the morning, I, I work from home um, is I read one chapter of the Bible I pray, and then uh, a more recent habit has been that I've added on to that is is I've started to journal, and um, journaling is me just talking to God. Um, and you know, when I look back on my life, 
it's, it's the crossroads, right? It's the, it's those big decisions. Should I go left or should I go right? Uh, mm -hmm. Where it's, I, I can see looking back that, I, you know, I was, I'm so thankful that, you know, I, I sought guidance from big man upstairs. He can see everything and I can't see what's coming ahead. Um, you know, so, you know, and, and at times I think I want this, right. But he may have a different plan. And then I look back and I'm like, you know what, that was, you know, I'm glad that, it worked out the way he had it instead of the way I had it. Um, you know, just recently, uh, so last year, uh, I, I've got two teenage kids, one that is a freshman in college and one that's a junior in high school. And we've been living in our house for 10 years, um, acre and a half, beautiful property um, awesome. in the North Dallas area. And just felt like it was time that we needed to sell the house. And, and it was, uh, it was a difficult discussion to bring up to my kids and my wife and, and everybody rallied around and said, you know, no problem. We're, you know, we'll move forward. But it's funny. I, I, the next day I went out to the pool and I called my wife out and I took a picture of me and her and I just showed the kids this probably two or three weeks ago. And I took a picture of me and her and I said, you know what? There's a piece of us that's very disappointed. And, you know, this has been our home for 10 years and we don't know what's to come. I said, but I'm taking this picture because I don't know what's to come, but I think good things are, are coming. And I want to remember this and I want to be excited hmm. about what's coming forward. Well, not to say that he led me this way because of what happened with coronavirus. But I can tell you the fact that we've sold our house and I pulled all the equity out of the house and I've got, you know, a big nest egg ready to invest in apartments. And then the coronavirus thing happens. It, you know, gave me a lot more peace than if I had, you know, the mortgage and, you know, had all the, you know, the, the financial obligations that I had with the larger house. So, um, that, I mean, that's just one example. I believe that when you are, they say actually in scripture, since you're, you're reading the Bible, it says that um, many are the plants in a man's heart, but is the, uh, the Lord's purpose that prevails. And right. I think that when you are in God's purpose, when you are walking the right way that, that you feel connected with him. And, and I love that the, the habit you have to, to read the Bible. I think it's, I think it's awesome. But I think when you're, you're connected with that and you feel like you're going the right way, just like you said, I think that weird things happen to a point that you're like, wow, this is, this is crazy. Like it's, it's, Absolutely. I'm, I'm blessed to be, I'm blessed to be here. And it's so weird. Cause you're like, how did this happen? But, but at the same time, you feel kind of a joy in you that you're like, wow, this is, I, I believe that's, that's why you have it. Like, I think it's, it's all part of God, God's plan. Would you agree? I agree. I completely agree. <laughs> and, and one of the things that I really like about the multifamily business, okay, is that, so my other business, the, the loan trading business, all the profits, you know, flow down to me and my family. 
the multifamily business, what's exciting about it and it's given me, so I just turned 50 last weekend. Um, oh, a new birthday. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, like a renewed energy and passion is that it's not just about me. It's, it's, so like the deal that we closed, you know, at the end of this 2018, we had 44 limited partners. So when we improve the value of that property and sell that property or refinance that property and, and provide additional capital back to the limited partners, it's not just about Darren Batchelder and my family, you know, receiving the benefit, but, you know, myself and my partner have helped grow the wealth of these 44 limited partners. And that's exciting to me. So that, that has really charged me up to where I want to get the word out to more people that they can do this. You know, I, before joining Brad's group, I had no idea that you can, you know, what syndication was and, and how you go about it. And, you know, that's a big word, but really all it is is a bunch of people pooling their money so they could buy a larger asset that they couldn't buy by themselves. And uh, so that's exciting to me. And, and I just want to get more, more and more people introduced to it. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, some will, will grab a hold and want to be a part of it. And some people, you know, it's not for them, but that's fine. But I, I had no idea that world even existed. So I'm excited. Going towards the principle that you have, do you think that where you are now, now that you, let's say that you apply that principle into your life. Do you think that where you are now is it's kind of strategic now? Do you see it in a way that maybe you're, you're uh, providing something now to people that you are helping that, that you're yeah. contributing to a bigger picture? Absolutely. I feel like this is, um, you know, I just recently read the book, uh, you know, what is your why? Um, I'm sure oh, you've probably right. seen that book. It was a great book. Um, but, you know, it, it focused me in and, you know, being able, this is my ability to give back to others, you know, to serve and give back to others where I'm just being upfront. Like there's a lot of people that have these um, inside them, this inherent uh, want and need to create a charity or, you know, to go out and help you know, in this event or that event or, uh, you know, raise money for the food bank or what, whatever. And, and I tithe and give money, you know, to the church, but I never really had that, that, that charge for that one purpose. But now I feel like this multifamily thing is right up my wheelhouse. And if I can help grow the wealth of, these 44 other limited partners, well, with, with the additional wealth that they create through that investment, there may be 10 people that decide to go give a big piece to charity or start up a, a foundation or, or whatever that, that's in their heart, you know? So I do believe that um, my background, you know, kind of has led me here and, and now it's my ability to, help other people create wealth and then what they do with it that's you know up to them and god right so um yeah i i have a lot of people that reach out to me on instagram and there's a bunch of people that are younger and say hey would you have 
gotten into this real estate earlier and I'm like, oh man, if I was in my thirties, you know, twenties or thirties and I knew to get involved in this space, I would, I wish I did, but, but I didn't, but I'm glad yeah. I know now. Right. Like there's a <laughs> lot of people that are, that are 48, 49, 50 that don't still don't know that they could do it. Yeah. And, 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 it, and also it may not be for them, but I, I do, I think I'm in the right place. This is something that I believe that it doesn't matter how, um, how old you are, especially like kind of to give you a, um, an example, like the guy from KFC, right? Just right. It didn't matter what time, but, but he right. still contributed something and he made a, he made a, a huge contribution and a huge impact in a big business. So um, w would you like to, to maybe think back and say, man, I should have, I should have started uh, earlier. Yeah. I think everybody has that, that thought. Right. And I, would you, would you agree maybe that, that once you, you seen how, how easy it was, like when you were saying that you thought like, what, like, this is too simple. Like how, how is not, I didn't like, say it was simple. <laughs> it's not no, okay. simple. <laughs> it's not simple. No, I, I didn't say it was simple. Um, but a lot of things that we do in life are hard. Right. And so why not yeah. do, you know, focus your attention on the hard things that, have a, a big return but uh, look yeah do i wish i got started a long time ago yeah if you just asked me that question but i think all the things that i did to get to here uh really put me in the position to succeed and and you know put me in a position that that i want to give back in that way um you know before that i you know back in 2007 i started my own business and that was awesome. always something that I wanted to do was start my own business and and so I did that and you know and there were there were hard times and there were triumphs and struggles just just like everyday life you know in, in building that business and I'm sure you know I, I'm, I'm all going through that on the multifamily side too so we we did that one deal and then in the last year I've been runner-up on three deals in DFW that is so, awesome. No, it's not, right? So, like, <laughs> if, you know, when you first get started, if you run her up, you're like, oh, man, I was really close. Well, you know, after, now it doesn't matter. You could be second or you could be 10th. You still don't get the deal, right? So, you know, I spent a lot of time and effort on those deals. I thought I was going to win the deal, and I came in second, which, you know, you know the deal was awarded to somebody else. So it's still not easy per se, mm -hmm. uh, but it's worthwhile. And it's, it's, there's a bigger purpose than just Darren Batchelder. It's, it's growing uh, the wealth, not of just our family, but, you know, I have a lot of investors, Darren, when's the next deal? When's the next deal? When's the, you know, so, um, you know, I'm fighting on their behalf as well. Okay, understood. So I, I got that statement wrong. I do apologize. But I guess what I what I wanted to get to or the point that I was trying to make is, is I was trying to get to to a fear side to say like, you know, sometimes people get stuck for for little things and you say, man, this this could be probably impossible. But once you right. get to like that first deal, you kind of break through and, and you go through, through through something that it might not be simple. I don't think it um, for um, anything might be right. as simple as, as we think, but you kind of break a barrier, like I said, and, and you start growing 
and you now get into to something that, that that you never thought about. You're absolutely right, and and actually, that was the next principle that you asked oh. asked me for a few principles, and that was my second principle was push past the fear. And, awesome. And so that was a great segue to that. Okay. <laughs> Would you? Would you like to talk a little bit about it? How how it happened to you? Like what you've seen and what you experienced in order to to, to see yeah, how, I, how fear affected you? You know, I think that, you know, when people think about fear, most people will be a realist and, and will be realistic that fear does stop them from doing certain things. And, you know, the, uh, you see stats like 80% of, people are unhappy with their job or, you know, whatever the, whatever the real stats are and whoever does it. But um, I saw it as, you know, when I got out of school and then started, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and job hopping and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I saw what was happening with people, you know, my friends, you know, that were my age and people were busting their tail, right. They were getting recognized and they were getting bonuses and getting you know, uh, raises, but what, what did they do with that? They, they went out, they bought the new car, they got the, you know, the nicer house, they got married, whatever, all those, all those things that kind of enslaved them to the stuff that they bought. And although many of those people were unhappy with what they were doing, they felt like they couldn't, they couldn't make a change and they couldn't take a risk because they had too many obligations. And so, you know, one piece of advice I would give people is, you know, give yourself the flexibility to not be chained down by the financial obligations, you know, put yourself in a winning position that, you know, you're living way below your means until you find that passion and that driving force, you know, if you want to start a business, you know, you're going to have to put capital aside, you know, to start that business. Um, if you want to get into a, try a different industry, you know, you're going to have to have your expenses be lower than you think, because you may have to take a step back to take three steps forward. Um, so push past the fear is one, it's planning. Okay, you need to plan so that you can push past that fear. And then know that everybody goes through it. Like we were all scared to do it and we had to push past the fear. So people ask me, what was, Darren, what was the hardest part of starting your business back in 2007? And I say, signing the lease to my office. And people are like, <laughs> what? Like, was it a long-term lease? Was it a big financial obligation? You know, that's not the, the answer that I was expecting. And I said, well, when I signed the lease, that was the moment that I had to go back to my family and my friends and my colleagues and tell people I'm in business, right? Mm -hmm. And so at that moment, it's the fear of failure. You know, when you have to, actually tell people you're in business you know people are going to look at you at that point you know is he going to be successful or is he going to fail and so that fear of failure 
can stop you from even signing the lease because you're afraid to fail. And so then when I got into the office and I had those fears, like all of you that when you're trying something new, you will have those fears. I had those fears and I pushed past it. And when I got into the office and I started getting on the phone, what I realized was I'm doing the same thing I was doing for all these other companies as a sales rep. But instead of getting a commission, all of the profit flows down to the bottom line. So then it became, you know, just go after the business and do what you know what you're doing. And, but the fear of failure almost prevented me from signing the lease, you know, which got the whole ball rolling in the multifamily world, you know, buying, you know, I went from a single family house. I actually did buy a duplex and then went from a duplex to a 76 unit. And people are like, well, what was the, what was the scary part of doing that? Every piece was scary. Every, <laughs> like every piece of it was scary. Calling the brokers, like, you know, well, you want to build credibility, but you don't own any property, you know? So what are they going to ask you? What are you going to say? But, you know, I'm not afraid to talk to brokers anymore, but in the beginning, like making that call, going on property tours, you know, going and visiting other competing properties. Okay, well, when I walk into the property, what am I going to say to the leasing manager of this other property? Well, yeah, you're afraid that first time, but after you do it a few times, it's like, I, I'll walk into any building now and just start up a conversation. I don't care. But I was scared, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then actually getting a word of the deal. Am I going to be able to raise the money, right? It's like you have to push past the fear and take that leap of faith that it's going to work out, you know? Hmm. Um, obviously, you can't take, you know, extreme uncalculated risks. But, you know, this is after getting counsel and being part of a mentorship group and having advisors and all that stuff. But um, you still have to push past that fear, you know? There's a lot of people that come into our group that underwrite a million deals and they don't put any offers in well if you don't put offers in you can't win a deal has there been something that you have practiced to get you to push you over to get over that fear like in order like you said there was every step that you did it was kind of like i don't know where where i'm going it's kind of scary was there something that you did or kind of practice in order to to overcome that i say that i look back on um, I look back on prior times and that's what I try to teach my kids too. Right. Is that even as a kid, you know, you're scared to walk into class that first day where you know, what seat am I going to sit in? And are the, is the person next to me going to say hi? Right. And so I try to teach my kids, they're thinking the same thing you are. So you be the person to say hi, you know, You'd be the person to start, you know, smile at somebody. They, they're thinking the same thing you are. So when you go through something, even if it's small and you were scared and you took that first time, you walked by somebody and you smiled and you said hello and you weren't sure if they were, and then all of a sudden they smile and they say hello back and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. 
or you're, you know, at Starbucks and you strike up a conversation with somebody and you're like, I'm so glad I did that. Well, you pushed past the fear. So then you think about that moment. The next time you're scared, Hey, it worked out last time. And then some of these times become bigger decision points, which could, you know, seem scarier to push past that fear. But once you do and it works out, then you have that in your mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going back to that, you know? So I changed, I was a CPA coming out of, out of school uh, with Pricewaterhouse. And I was an international audit with PepsiCo. And then I realized, you know what? This is just too boring for me. You know, I need, I want something that I have a direct impact on the business. So I want to get into sales. Well, I'm an accountant, like, you know, I'm a CPA. How do I get a sales job? Right. Um, so I had to push past the fear and, and then, so then I applied at a bunch of places and I ended up selling financial accounting software. Right. So I was able to leverage that background in a sales capacity. So I used that moment to help me on the next scary moment, you know? So that, that's, that would be my advice is, is look back on those, even if they're small moments that you push past the fear and then use that to get to go after bigger and bigger fears. So kind of to summarize it, I'll say like, look back into like situations that you were, you were scared of and kind of the way you took action in order to take action again. Is that? Absolutely. That absolutely. Okay? okay. And that was and another perfect segue because that's my third principle is take action. It's like you're reading my mind. <laughs> just to add one more one more yeah. thing into because i i really like the your, your the mentality you have as far as like pushing a little bit over the the boundary would you agree or if you can give me a little feedback as far as like this is what i believe I, um, um, on this and and i think that fear comes on on lack of knowledge on not knowing what's, what's going to happen and maybe getting into a, a new kind of environment, just like you said, like maybe going from, from being a CPA to, to sales, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? So not having the knowledge maybe upfront is, is what kind of keeps you in a, in a fearful state. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that, I think there's two components. One is, is, is it's good to, to gain knowledge, it's it's also good to uh, put yourself in the right environment. So, like we're part of the same you know mentorship group. Like I believe, for me, wanting to go from a duplex to a seventy-six unit, I firmly believe I would not have done that in a year had I not immersed myself in a community of like-minded thinkers, like-minded people, and uh, people that. I was able to look at and to sit down with and, you know, have lunch with and have dinner with and have coffee with and have a beer with to pick their, their brains and how'd you do it? And what were the challenges and what do I have to be careful of? And, you know, what's your advice? And so, you know, getting the feedback from others, like-minded people, I think is, is key because if you're trying something new and you're trying something bold and you're trying something daring and, your support group are all safe players that, you know, won't ever take risks. 
the advice that they give you may not be the best advice. The advice that they give you may be, you know, that's for other people. You're, you know, you can't do that, you know, but if you surround yourself with like-minded people that have already done it, you kind of look around the room and you're like, man, if he could do it, she could do it. He could do it. Why can't I do it? I can do it, you know? And, and, and those people root you on, you know, that's one of the things I love about the real estate world, which is so different than any of the other, other industries I've been in is I've met so many people that want to help the next guy, you know, and a lot of other industries, they don't want to share the information because they're competing, you know, so they want to keep all the information themselves. But that's, a, you know, that's why I love real estate people. They're very abundance mindset, you know, hey, I might not work partnering with this guy today, but three years from now I might, you know, and, and I'm going to treat him right. I'm going to help him along, you know. So, so the thing I wanted to add to that though, was, you know, being around like-minded people and getting knowledge is, is great. Okay. But you still have to take action. You, you know, you still have to push past the fear because there's a lot of people that they read, you know, it's good to read. Like I read a bunch of multifamily books before I, you know, started to go out and, and try to buy a multifamily asset. But there's some people that read multifamily books then read another one then read another one and another one, another one, but they don't take action. Right. Mm. So you need the combination of knowledge and action. Huh. I um, kind of going back, go back to the, to your first principle is something that I've seen in the Bible and it's, it says part knowledge and understanding. And one of the things that, that I, I, I believe, and, I, and maybe you can agree on this is that once you get the knowledge, there has to be a point of understanding because if you don't understand something, I don't know if you ever got to a point where you're just reading something and just like, I don't know, I don't understand this. But it gets to a point that you're like, wait a minute, I got this. And once you get to that certainty, now you start taking action. And I think that might be a little bit in between of, of what you were saying. Like instead of just reading and getting a lot of knowledge and not maybe getting to the understanding to get to, the, to, to, to take action which that, that in between, I guess, um, that, that in between could, could be very deadly in a way because you, you stay stuck. You won't right. either go one way or the other. Would you agree? So, I agree with most of what you said. The, pro, the okay. hard part is, is and, I, and I know what you're saying about, and it talks about that in the Bible, and, and I agree, yeah. agree with but when you, you got to be careful with the words understanding and certainty, because for a lot of people, having full understanding and full certainty, many people can never get there. Okay. And that prevents them from taking action. So I believe you have have knowledge understanding but you also have to have faith and so you know you don't want to make dumb decisions but 
most decision makers, great decision makers, are making decisions based on the information that they have, and they don't have all the information. So you, it's very hard to be certain, okay? You may only have 70% of the information, but you need to be able to make a decision. Go, no go. And so, you know, you have to have faith that it's going to work out and sometimes it doesn't. And then you just got to pick yourself up and go after the next one. Keep going. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I totally, totally get it. Exactly what you're saying. They actually, I've actually read a, um, an article that actually said that most successful people, um, only acquire actually about 20% of the knowledge or 20% of the information and they take action. So I guess what the, the point that I was trying to get is getting to that, to that understanding the saying like, okay, I, I, I need to move now instead of like, I need to grab more, yes. I need to grab more, more information and more right. information right. to taking yourself into moving. That's so awesome. That's, I, I'm glad that we agree on that one. Um, and for the third one, what do you think it will be that? The that third one I have is take action, you know, so, okay, <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> yeah. we, kind of, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but, um, you know, you, you really do need to, um, you know, if I was talking to somebody and they wanted, they wanted to do something different, whatever that is, it could be real estate, it could be starting a company, it could be starting a charity, whatever it is, is, you know, you need to visualize yourself already there and then you need to document it, you know, put a picture on a, on a, you know, on a, a board for you to look at or write it down every day or whatever, whatever, however you want to do it. Um, but you have to, to make a conscious decision. I, I believe that you are going to get there. And then once you make that conscious decision that you're going to get there, your mind starts to just try to figure it out. And, you know, to get there, you're going to have to do 102 steps. And for some people like, Oh my gosh, there's so many steps. I'm, you know, it's too overwhelming. I, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Right. But just focus. And I've had a lot of people tell me this and it, and it worked for me on the multifamily side. It, just focus on the next one or two steps, you know, and, you know, and then you get past those steps and those steps aren't scary anymore, you know, and then you focus on the next two steps and eventually you're at step 85 and you're like, holy cow, I only have another 10 or 15 steps left. You know, I said one or two, so 17 steps left. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, you have to take action, you know, but it's hard to take action if you don't see yourself there. You, you have to make a conscious decision that that's what you're going after. Understood. Um, I know one person that I, that I was actually interviewing as well, he gave this, this example. He said it's good to, to have small goals. And one thing that I added is it's always, it's always good to, to have a big goal, to know where you want to go. But breaking it down and having little achievements, just like yeah. you said, I, I, I really like that because Absolutely. If, you, if, if you feel like 
you're achieving something on a daily basis, even though it's a small thing, it keeps you going. You can move um, uh, towards the, the big goal, but there are times that people kind of get paralyzed because they see and they're like, I want to get 10, 10 deals. And then it just seems so far away that you're, that you, that you get scared or you just stop yourself from doing it. But when you achieve the, the little ones, just like you said, it's 102, but you go a little one, 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 one by one. Completely it helps you out a lot. Awesome. Completely, completely agree. <laughs> is that what you do? Is, is it part of your planning that you do or how, how do you, do you get to, to take action? So I, I mean, I have like annual goals, you know, and then and those are be bigger. Like, so my goals this year are be a sponsor on a hundred, a lead sponsor on a hundred plus unit deal. And I want to um, partner on two other deals where with, with other people that they, they go out, find the deal. And I'm just a small minority partner that helps raise capital for the deal. And um, so that gets me into three deals, one as a lead, but it also gives me the ability to, um, you know, help put some of that investor money that people are like, Hey, Darren, when's the next deal? When's the next deal? And I could help put them, put some money to work for them in these other deals. So, so that's the, the bigger goals. And then, you know, then you have to break it down into smaller you know, smaller pieces, you got to go out and do the work and go on the property tours and talk to brokers and put in offers and talk to other general partners that are doing deals to see if there's a way to partner with them. And, and uh, so, yeah, those are, those are the, the smaller, um, smaller goals. Well, yeah. Okay. And do you keep just one last thing? Do you keep your, maybe like a journal or is there something that you keep to kind of keep yourself maybe accountable or, or to keep track of what you do? I, I do the journaling, but that's like me talking to God. Um, okay. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I know, and maybe one day I'll, you know, I read a lot of self-development books and um, books about, you know, extremely successful people. And I know that some of them that I've read, they like, they break it down into, I need to do, you know, that thousand calls to get, you know, hundred appointments to get 10, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily do that. Um, I just focus on the, on my bigger goals and they just keep me thinking, you know, um, I'm, I'm always thinking like, what can I do? What can I do to get there? What can I do to get there? And so I don't have it mapped out in that, in that capacity. Okay. Sounds good. Well, just to summarize it, your three main principles were to be connected with God, to break over fear, and to take action. So we really, really appreciate that, that you were here, that you gave us all this information. I think it was, it was great, and I think it will help a lot of people as well. So I, I do thank you for being here once again, Darren. Um, one last thing I want to ask you is if anybody wants to get in contact with you, if anybody wants to reach out, maybe maybe people want to invest as well with you. Um, where can they reach out to you? Um, best place to reach me, it, it, if you're on Instagram, I'm on Instagram at Batchelder Darren. So that's uh, B-A-T-C-H-E-L-D-E-R and D-A-R-I-N. 
If you're not on Instagram, I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, and if social media is not your thing, you can email me at dbatchelder at tzkproperties.com. Awesome. So as well, I'm going to get some information from you. I'll put it in the link below as well for everybody to reach out to you if, if they're interested maybe in investing or to get a, um, more information about what you do as well. Look, I'm so, always, always, you know, looking to help, you know, other people, whether, whether it be invest alongside or whether it be just to talk about, you know, things. I, I, I love this space. I love um, the ability to try to help others. So uh, I appreciate you having me on the show and um, you know, I, 